cliffcentral.com. All right, well, I think we're on. Okay, let's go. Well, that's five minutes of my life I'll uh, never get back. And now you won't know. You will never know what Leanne and I were talking about. That was so much fun. They can hear we're, us. They oh, we were having. Oh, shit. Are they ba- oh, they're back. Okay. Damn it. Be on your best behavior. Oh, system, system was offline. <laughs> Lamiro, I love it. All right. So, what I said, because this is actually quite funny, Leanne walked in here this morning. I said to her, as I do on a Monday, like, how was your weekend? And she. <laughs> And you thought I said, no good. Yeah, yeah, you, not, no, good. not good. Not good. I thought I heard you saying, no, 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 no not, not good. Because you almost, I think you moved your head like this, but you were actually saying, yeah, no, good. Yeah, good. I had a good weekend. So I immediately thought, shit, that's, how do I deal with this? I'm not used to people going, not but, good. And what yeah. is not good? How not, bad could it be? Well, I immediately assumed that she'd been like locked in her bathroom for the whole weekend and Tortured with hot irons for the whole weekend. <laughs> Just couldn't get so, free. Haven't told anyone yet. Maimed. But I'm here. These things yeah. happen again. Jeez. I had the most horrible visions in my head for that five seconds. And then you were like, no, I said good. <laughs> I was. I must have looked like, because it was, it was not a good facial expression. No. <laughs> oh but no, God. all was good. All right. So we've sorted out. Our, our, you know, this is going to make everyone laugh, especially uh, Ryan and Simpiwe and the mm-hmm. rest of them, because it's such an obvious thing. It's like, we just, we, we should have, I don't know, we must have pressed something that we didn't or whatever, but we're there now. All right. So listen, uh, weekend is over. Back to work. New month. Oh, yes. Yeah, we got shit to do. I mean, technically, Friday was already the new month, but you know what? It's the end of quarter one. Yeah. Is that what it is? Is that what they say? No, mm. it can't be. It's two, it is. Two months? Three months, January, February, March. March isn't finished. Oh, that's true. Sorry, I work, I work a, he- a month ahead on everything. <laughs> yes. I'm already planning Christmas you stuff. You must be careful what you say this morning. You're setting a lot of cats among pigeons. Yes, sis. <laughs> I, I, don't know what to, I don't know what to do with you. I had a very weird weekend. A, oh, yeah. a great weekend, but um, very weird. So first thing is, I definitely broke the no drinking rule on Friday. Oh, first time. Uh, yeah, well, one of my mates is out here. He's been flying planes in dangerous war zones. Yes, and, another one. Yeah, and so he said to me, let's go out for drinks. And I didn't have – so I was going to meet Randall from Idols for dinner, right? Mm. And we were going to go somewhere in Pretoria because he now works on that side. So went out in Pretoria. Eventually, there ended up being like 10 people at our table. And it was meant to be just, just the two of you. But they just joined. All these people just joined. Eventually, it was like a crew. Um, and we and one of the people was Rian van Heerden, right? And and Rian said to me, Birman, he wanted to go to some place that I've never been to before, right? Called Patstal. Oh, my goodness. No, no, wait. I'm, I have nothing shit to say about this place, actually. But what a weird experience. So I said, you know what? In for a penny, in for a pound, let's go. So we went to this place. <clears throat> they had like, it, it's like a proper Afrikaans place. And one of the guys is with us was black. So I was like, I looked at him and said, you better stay cl- close to us. He's like, I'm not worried about you. This is fine. I'm, I'm absolutely fine with this. So I thought, okay, well, he's brave and I'm not. So we walk into this place. First of all, this, the guy who meets us at the door, which already makes me a bit nervous. This guy meet you at the door. Yeah, yeah. He's like, there's a big crew of you. You come straight through to VIP, which I, I hate because that's usually a boring place, mm. right? Anyway, we go through and 
they look after us like gold, but the, the people there are really nice. So there was no need for us to be treated like celebrities. So hang on, is this like a nightclub? It's like a it's like a bar. Okay. Okay, cool. but they've got but they got singers and they've got people sockying and it's like a whole Pretoria thing that I wow. didn't Yeah, 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 yeah. And honestly, I'd never seen anything like it. I can I can tell you straight up. It's nothing that I would uh, have ever been to before. It's very, very odd. So we end up having like a couple of drinks there. It's lots of fun. People are very friendly. It was really cool. And I got home at like 12.31-ish, which is not so bad. And um, I actually really enjoyed it. Like you've got to sometimes get out of your comfort zone, mm. not just do the same thing. Because I met people that I'd never met anywhere else mm. and had conversations I would never have had anywhere else. So you've got to kind of force yourself to do fun stuff every now and then, even if you don't think it's going to be fun. Because mm. you know me, my default position is always to say no to everything. Yeah. And then when I get there, if I have said the, on the rare occasion I've said yes, and I get there and I'm like, oh, this is actually not so bad, but I thought it would be worse. Yeah. So anyway, it was fun. Saturday, I went to um, these friends of mine who, who had a garden lunch party. Mm-hmm. I mean, apart from the best pasta ever. Oh my God. I'm still like, I, I, I closed my eyes last night. I was like, I'm a little bit hungry as I was going to sleep, but I thought, I, I, after that that pasta I had on Saturday, like nothing will compare. You know, you just Who, eating like, anything was else. A restaurant made it. No, she Italians. made it. She made it herself. I wish. I mean, it was like she's she's just this brilliantly talented friend of mine who can cook wow. like anything. Anyway, she made this pesto basil pesto pasta, mm. which was just oh my god, it was good. Anyway, I don't know what she did in there, what she uses, because you know I know nothing about it'll. The kitchen. It'll be very very simple ingredients. Co- yes, good quality, cooked well, so good. So anyway, that was amazing. And the company was fantastic and just really lovely people. Had an awesome afternoon. And then went to see Jimmy Carr doing his comedy oh, yeah. in, in Pretoria again, which was also lots of fun. Mm. So I had a really bumper-packed weekend and, and I haven't done that for a while. It was nice to do. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and all that time I was being tortured all alone you in were- my bathroom. <laughs> you were flitting about. That's it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's usually the unplanned events that turn out to be the best, says Eminem. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Gareth, why do you bother stopping drinking? Hey, I did it. You did very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I can pick it up again now. It's not like I, I'm not an alcoholic who needs to report in to my sponsor and say, hey, you know, I had a drink. I'm telling all of you because I'm not embarrassed. Mm. I can do what I want, grown adult. But I wanted to try to see what the result is. Listen, I'll tell you. Saturday, I wasn't feeling as mm. good as I usually do. So I'm, yeah. I'm probably going to go back to the not drinking for a little bit longer. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Again, the, I imposed this rule on myself. I will decide when to end it. That's but, all. But, you know, at least you, you were able to stop. There was someone this morning who, who hadn't stopped oh, on yeah. my way in. Oh, yeah. So in the, in the dark early hours of, of the morning, he was yeah. standing at a traffic light, beer in the hand. Oh, my. Uh, on, big, a, on a Monday morning. Yeah, big fat beer. And he was waiting for the traffic light. I was sitting at it. It was red. Went, yeah. w- went green for me and red for him. And that's when he started walking. <laughs> he got it totally wrong. Shame, man. You know, to, 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 to be still drinking on a Monday Ooh. morning, every, all your friends have gone home. Everybody that you, in fact, even the people you don't like have gone home. Yeah. You're, you're on your own. Setting yourself up for a horrible, horrible day. Horrible week. Because mm. Monday, uh, you, you don't get into that properly, then the whole week is a disaster. So it's really important you get into Monday properly. No, no, look, he, he could barely stand. 
he was doubled Shame. over. Shame. Not good. Shame. That's what not good is. Yeah, if if you asked him about his weekend, he'd say <laughs> not good. Not good. <laughs> no. It's so funny. Um, I, I read through a list of of like words that should be pronounced like ancient Greek heroes, mm-hmm. but they're actually like ridiculous words. And Leanne thinks this is super funny, so I'm going to give them to you. Uh, instead of articles, say articles. <laughs> articles. Instead of bicycles, say bicycles. Or vehicles. That's my favorite one, vehicles. Vehicles. Uh, tentacles for tentacles. Uh, spectacles. Are you wearing your spectacles? I am. Yeah? I can't see through them, though. Isn't that the whole point of spectacles? Well, they're an old, older script now, you know. <laughs> you have to, they're about two years old. So what is it, like blurry? Yes. <laughs> so I generally the whole point of glasses is that it's not blurry, and you're wearing blurry glasses. Yeah, I, I generally I've never <laughs> been able to see far. So what can you see now? No, man, it's not so bad. But if I read something on my phone, so I'm letting this woman behind the the wheel of a car, huh? I've got to like pull the thing closer and further. Um, but I'm getting new ones. I'm just waiting for them. Do you know how much it costs for a pair of glasses? Uh, Bearing in mind, I have to have multifocals. But don't you have a medical aid covering that? Yes, uh, medical aid. Let's talk about that on on optical. Uh, they cover one pair of spectacles. Yes. Per year. That it. Mm. But how many do you need? You only need one every three years, say so? four years. Should be all right then. But yep. how many have you gone through already? Many, and it's only how March. How much do they cover by? One thousand five hundred rand. And how much are spectacles? 17,000 rand. You're joking. I'm not. 17,000 rand. Of, I've heard of bicycles that cost <laughs> several My thousand rand. My first car rand. was 30,000 rand. That's, that's insane. That's like a new iPhone. So it was a... For, the, just for bits of glass that you could look through so that you can... You know, oh, no. Come yeah, on. Who's you. ripping you off? No, that's... Someone saw you coming, literally, <laughs> and you didn't see them. No, that's the thing. Are you, you sure know? you read it right with your blurry glasses? <laughs> it's like 1,700 and you read 17,000. No, I was just as shocked as you. So I, I paid a 5,000 rand deposit, which was the end of the month. And I thought, hell, I mean, that's like the most I'm going to put down now. Um, and they said they would only start manufacturing them when they were fully paid up. Oh, you, they're, but extorting, then I, I they're extorting, extorting them, money from you. They're like holding, you won't, where, 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 you won't be able to see unless you pay us money. So I went that back guy must to them. Have enormous testicles to be treating you like that. <laughs> they said because they had a special on at the time where you could get a second frame for free, or a second pair of glasses. So I thought, oh well, that's nice. They can turn them into sunglasses for you, or yeah, just sure. in case you lose. Those are in pair. the days where you had like an extra. And and also when I used to go out in the sun. <laughs> yeah, which you don't do anymore because you're being tortured in your bathroom yes. all week. <laughs> so I I got home and I looked at the quote again and I thought, I wonder if. Maybe the frames were free and the lenses weren't because the lenses are the expensive part. Oh, really? Oh, oh, really? Oh, I didn't didn't know that. No, wait, just hang on. Explain it to me again. Like, (laughs) you see, they've got to bend them in a certain way. Oh, is that why you wear glasses (laughs) on your eyes instead of around your asshole? Okay. Ah, I see. Because of the lenses. Shit, you must think I'm really dumb. In in the land of the blind, the one eye is king. (laughs) Hang on. So the lenses are the expensive part. Yeah, the frames don't do anything for you, but they just hold the lenses. But who's making these? Carl Zeiss making them himself in a in a factory in Switzerland? They do so many things these days. There's anti this and extra that and films. But get the normal. Someone says here, just buy two bottles of Coke and you're sorted. (laughs) There's old Coke bottles and you just put them on. No, but it's so strange. As soon as I said to them, look, 
Is this for two pairs of glasses? You Scooby wire and two bottom of the Coke bottles. And they said, no, that's just for the one pair. The other one's completely free. Just imagine if there were two on there, how much it would have been. Well, Mm. you could just double it. Anyway, imagine if it took 17,000 and and you doubled it. Wait a minute. You're saying a lot of obvious stuff this morning. I think you can't see properly. So I said to them, this is ridiculous. I'm actually not. Your glasses for your brain. I'm not paying this amount of money. Oh, did you? You Yeah. Did you stomp? Yeah. I said, look, maybe another time, but what can you, what, something needs to happen here. 17,000 rand. Sure. I mean, who has, I don't know anyone. Uh, Maybe, maybe, you know, two, three people who have got like enough money for buying a country, but, but the rest of us, us normal people, yeah. he's, he's keeping 17,000 rand at bay. Oh, I've just saved this in case of a rainy day. Gosh. If you have, congratulations, by the way. So I came back with a much better quote, 13,000. So you so if you, you talk them down. Yes. And, you know, they say, hmm. look, they're not going to be as amazing as they were going to be. So what? You can see. I'm like, just as long as I can see. So when are you getting these new ones? Because right now you don't know where Hopefully. the fuck I am. You're not even looking in the right place. <laughs> Hopefully this week. And they're just down the road, by the way. So it's not like I went to, you know, somewhere super f- fancy or anything. They're, they're a very good, um, uh, they're, they're, they're better than just optometrists. Ryan says, I'll just go to clicks for the cheap hundred rand ones. Yeah, those, you see, I have an astigmatism. I have, I'm farsighted. I'm becoming nearsighted. I'm becoming, yeah, everything's happening with age. You, you're just a disaster. I'm, I, I was in the kitchen now making this coffee. And, mm. and I like looked into the bright uh, uh, lights by mistake, right? They yeah. got quite bright lights in there. Suddenly thought, it took a little while for them to reset. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to bring this up with Leanne because I'm sure she's got much bigger problems. <laughs> now, now you forced me to bring it up. No, oh, yeah, it's very right. true. Hey. All sorts of things start happening. So look at this. Uh, our bot says, go, get a quote from Specsavers, less than 2,000 Rand. Wow. And then Cyberrags says, Cyberrags. I love that. Like, um, I'm, I'm not sure if that's meant to be like a poverty thing, Cyberrags. My bifocals cost about 5,000 Rand with Specsavers and got good quality two years ago and used them riding my motorbike. My reading glasses also cost about the same over a year ago. So mine are combined into one. So take your two pairs of glasses and put them into one, to be fair if we want to just make it a little bit more fair. Actually, Carl just said his are like Tom Ford frames. So those are 10K on their own. There you go. And his glasses cost him 20. So there we go. You know what? Actually, like that just proves that it's not such a thing to say, well, the lenses are the expensive part. Yeah, you see. Because you probably can can get, get, yeah, if you uh, buy designer. Yeah, that's right. What are you rummaging in your bag for? I've actually got the quote here. Oh, (laughs) but you can't see it. I can't see it. Let me see if that's 17,000 because you can't read. No, you have a look at it. <laughs> Let's don't, see. Don't right. say the name of the place. Right, They're very good. They, they help people with strokes and things. <laughs> Let's have a look. <laughs> that's 17,168 runs and 90 cents. Mm. I mean, look at all the stuff on here, though. Yeah. So this is before they reduced it. Right, very focal distance to near. It's got a whole lot of numbers. Left, very focal distance to near. Then there's dynamic. That's the, the name of the lens. Then there's High Vision Myrio. Yeah, for the lens. Uh, they're taking the piss. That's 4,000 Rand on High Vision Myrio. Mm. That, there's, there's no such thing. <laughs> there's no such thing. Then Christie's CS5. That's the frame. 
No, I'm sure that Christie's is an auction house. You've, you've just bought a country house in England. You just didn't know about it. Then you get an optometric examination, which yeah. should be free, but they've charged you 547 rand for that. It was a lot, though. My, my eye health is perfect, by the way. Photography of fundus. Yes, I had to take my pencil for that. <laughs> Leanne, these people are taking advantage of you. <laughs> you know what? I'm starting to think you were tortured. What is photography of fundus? So You had two of those. <laughs> Well, I've got two fundi, says, don't I? There's quantity two. 269 no, rand. Because I have photo- two eyes. Fundus. Yes. I think it's because of glaucoma and stuff they have to check for. And then I, these people are really taking the piss. Then they say, do not use. Oh. Do not use. one. You had one of those for 190 rand. Oh, those were eye drops. Damn, I've used, used them all weekend. <laughs> I wonder I can't see. Oh, my God. Because I have something called dry eye syndrome. I am. I'm telling you, they're taking advantage of you here. The glasses, sure. I mean, that's expensive. Okay, it's still the, the majority of it. But this uh, photography of fundus and do not use, I'm very... I'm, <laughs> well, like Sugar Chabalala says, can you see into the future? Well, now I'll, I'll never know because I'm never going to have the fancy ones. With those, with those glasses, you should be able to see into the future, Sugar. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God. All right. Well, we've got so much to get into today. Um, I, have to, I have to show you this video. Um, you know how I love fa- people with funny voices mm. and especially when they don't know that they've got a funny voice and then they're interviewed on TV. So this is an athlete. I think she's at some kind of sprint championship might even be the one that that guy was on the show Tian the other day was, was mm. at, but she's from Holland. Yeah. Mm. And here she is. Being, no, but she's being interviewed by an English uh, journalist or reporter and I swear to God, like, if you close your eyes, you're like, it's Mickey Mouse. Really? Listen. Oh, no. It's so funny. I love this When you put in your mind to it, you know exactly what to do indoors. How was that for you? Oh, it was amazing. I mean, it was such a strong race. We were all running so fast, multiple running in the 50s, so I knew I had to go out fast. I'd leak in front of me, so I wanted to be in front, and I could hear how she was behind me, so I was like, okay, this is good. Now we keep going, and this crowd is so amazing. <laughs> right? Oh, shame. Shame. <laughs> I wonder when her balls are going to drop. <laughs> oh, oh, the people who actually have that kind of a voice in real life. It's so great. But it's as if she has no idea. But her friend knows because her friend wants to burst out laughing. I, her friend looks like she is going to start laughing, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. But listen, so when, you can, when you're an athlete like that, you can sound like anything. So Louis says, uh, I imagine the conversation that you and Leanne are having with the glasses is the type of conversation <laughs> old people at the retirement home have around breakfast. We <laughs> have earned their morning work. the right, okay? <laughs> We've waited many years to be able to do that. <laughs> Our whole lives. Leanne was saying she's working with a Gen Z and she was like, I said, when I found out. quite I, shocked. Yeah. yeah. I, said, I said to her, wait a minute, that makes you Gen Z. She said, yes. Gen Z have entered the workplace. Ta-da. That's so great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I figured out I'm 10 years younger than her mother. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. Also, I'm working okay. with, so people that we worked with at 5FM. Um, people we worked with. We worked with. Are they I'm, still alive? No, no, I barely. I'm working with their children. Their children are in my office. Well, uh, you know what? 
There's no need for this. I think we must have your photography of Fundus done again. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I thought it was quite fun. <laughs> I, I don't know what that is, but a lot of people are suggesting that they think they so, think there's something wrong. Yeah, someone said I should not have been removing my pants. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I mean, how long is this going to take you to figure out this is not the thing to do, right? <laughs> Jesus. No, but it's quite amazing. They, they, With my mom, after her stroke, they put her in front of a computer screen and they've got little things for her to follow with her eyes and they figure out like, like Mario how Brothers. fast your eye moves, almost, and dots and things. And with her, they gave her... <laughs> You're going to think this sounds ridiculous. Go on. But they gave her something called prism glasses. And those have actually got slices through the glass, <laughs> vertical slices. Yes. Almost like the behind it's like you. like the slit experiment that they do in particle physics. Oh, I wouldn't know about that. Doesn't matter. I had Go other on. slit experiences, but not that one. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she actually looks through these prism things to stop seeing from, you know, seeing double. So, who knows? Oh, you just put her in prison, solve the problem. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So Louis says, I just shat myself when that woman started speaking. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was a woman who was interviewed uh, who had unsuccessful throat surgery. The interviewer could not stop laughing. Oh, God. Well, the person who, uh, I mean, immediately pops into my head is like Robert Kennedy Jr. Did he always sound like that? No, he had some, there's some kind of some medical weird thing happened to the guy and he just like, he can't speak. So he's not it's very odd. I mean, you get over it, but I listened. Don't, don't. I listened to a woman on a podcast. I listened to all these bizarre history podcasts. This woman was talking about like life in Tudor England. Yes, I know. This is the kind of stuff I listen to. Mm -hmm. You're forgiven. But she would, everything she said, she would have a little wobble in it. And I, but you eventually, it's amazing how the, the ear gets attuned to people like that. If you mm. listen to them long enough, like by the end of the podcast, I was hearing everything she had to say. At the beginning, I was like, turn it up. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but she was going, well, when King Elizabeth, when King Henry VIII got married to his sixth wife, he was very young, but enormously fat. <laughs> and by the end of it, I was making perfect sense of her. It's like going to a strange village where, the, where they've got a, an accent just for the village and you, you can't pick it up. No. But it also that, th that throat thing reminds me of that uh, clip that goes around with that little kid in the hospital. Huh? His dad, I think is visiting a man who's had <laughs> throat surgery from throat cancer. Yeah. And the man's talking like, <laughs> like through a machine yes, thing. Yes, through that uh, the, the the esophagus. Little, this little kid, he must be like four, is completely fascinated <laughs> and looks at him and goes, <laughs> he carries on and on with this deadpan face. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, Gonna love kids' honesty. Yeah, you see, I'm the problem is I'm still like that kid. I, uh, if someone says something, yeah, I zero in. I was at that Jimmy Carr show and a dwarf in a wheelchair went past. Wow. Me. And I followed him for a little bit. All the other people I was with they had to come and fetch me. <laughs> Yeah, you do have a fascination. I, it, it, it's not, um, I just, I mean, I thought, wow, a dwarf and a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. I hope he's going to laugh, you know. I hope it's going to be a good show. Jimmy Carr went, like, he went for the jugular. Did he single out certain people? Oh, yeah. The, he, he, because there was, so, I mean, it was so funny. Like, the, there were some people in the audience who were, like, heckling him. He had something for all of them. Yeah, so clever, so like quick. Very cutthroat. So quick. 
And I, I think some people arrived assuming he was just going to tell very clean jokes. Because you sometimes hear, like, especially when he went down the religion path or, you know, like, like murdering your child or whatever, because mm-hmm. he did that stuff. Yeah. And then there were some, some murmurs. And I thought, did you guys not, like, have you done no research? You see, Do you know nothing? I'm like, who, did someone gift you these tickets anonymously and you just decided you were going to come? It boggles my mind that people go out without knowing what they're about to discover. Then, instead of being happily surprised that they've discovered something novel, they're like, oh, well. Because you can hear like that, you know, when a, when a crowd mm, makes that. I mean, it wasn't, mm. it was a hugely successful show. So don't get me wrong. Went very, very well. And, and I think everybody, by and large, loved it. But you could hear there were some people in the, in the crowd who mm. were like. Mm. You see, I think a lot of people only see him in his TV footage or footage that's safe for TV. Oh, right. So they don't know that he's They don't know how, how deep and dark and dirty oh, no, he can get. Filthy. Yeah. Anyway, this couple sat in front of me. They're from the East Rand somewhere. Well, no, he, he they lied. They're definitely from the East Rand. But he said he's originally from Velcom. And whenever I meet anyone from Velcom, I always have the discussion with them. I was like, circles, because they've got traffic yeah, circles. Yeah. Churches. Hmm? Churches on every corner. Well, they're no corners because it's all circles. And fights. Fights. Always fights. Uh, Bitbunk is also bad, but Velcom is like the capital of fights. My mom is from Velcom. Well, she was actually born in... Um, uh, well, before the stroke, she had it. She did, Rhodesia. She did, she did MMA. I mean, she was saying, you know, <laughs> she's hardcore. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, the question, the conversation always goes back to mining and these, like, bilingual schools for my mom and her friends. These schools that you just but, speak English to your Afrikaans friends and they speak Afrikaans to you. Val- Valcom is a very strange place. If you haven't been there before, I've got to, I've got to tell you, like, first of all, don't. It's really, there's, it's not like a tourist trap, you know? It's not like you can go in there. No, I mean. So take pictures of the beautiful um, rubbish dump. Or mine dumps. Or mine dumps. It's, the whole place is a dump, if you ask me. But the fights, and I think to myself, what a horrible thing to be trapped there for your life. Like that's where you live all, yeah, all your life, you know? Yeah. So glad that I was just geographically privileged. You know, also like being born in Yemen. I mean, like you're just fucked. You know, I Afghanistan. think about that. Afghanistan. Being born in South Africa is like. Well, we got 50-50 because there are worse and better places in South mm. Africa. I mean. You know, there there are places that it's not so bad to be born in South Africa. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, just with the general climate, it's one of the better places to be, even though it can be pretty shitty. But there are very bad places yes. in the world. Like, you just think, wow, I'm glad my parents decided to give birth to me there. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I've got a friend who was born in PE. <laughs> Imagine that. Ugh, get the chills down my spine. And I, that's so unfair. All right, let's get into some sport. Um, good posture is a good place to start, James, especially because you really don't know what you did to get it wrong this morning. No, 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 no. no. I, I don't know either, oh, well. but I apologize. All right, James is here. He's going to give us a rundown. James is the new producer on the show, everybody. Uh, yeah. and, and he's here in the studio this morning to help us out with some sport. What do you got? I'm going to try help us out with some sport. We're going to start good. with rugby. Um, All right. We got the URC this weekend. Lions took on the Sharks. By the way, I've got to say this. This is brought to you, as is uh, all of our sport, Fridays and Mondays, 
by Superbits. So it's our little recap of what Ben threw forward to. All right, so rugby gone. Uh, Lions took on the Sharks at the Emirates this weekend, 40-10 to the Lions, which is insane. Uh, Bulls took on the Stormers, 40-22. The Bulls are now up to second on the log, just behind Leinster in the U.S. Apparently, there was a big crowd at Loftus. Yeah, huge, sold out. Very good. That's nice. That's a return to sanity in Pretoria. I guess the people who weren't at Jimmy Carr were at Loftus. (laughs) Maybe some of them got the tickets mixed up and those are the ones that were going. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> okay. Um, on to football and the Premier League. Man City took on Man United in the Manchester Derby. 3-1 for Man City. Huge. Luton uh, took on Aston Villa. 2-3 to Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Forrest took on Liverpool. Liverpool scoring a goal in the very, very last minute of that game gave me heart palpitations. So that yes. was great. It woke me up for the weekend. Uh, the battle of the top of the Premier League intensifies as Man City and Liverpool are ever closer points-wise. Um, so it's getting exciting mm. uh, for football fans. Uh, test cricket-wise, first test New Zealand versus Australia. Australia won by 172 runs. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, I have my notes all over the place. That's not good. Uh, okay, so far you're doing quite well. <laughs> Thank you. Almost sounds like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Um, the hosts were dismissed for 196 before lunch on day four as Australia went 1-0 up in the two-match series. Okay. The defeat leaves the Black Caps with only one win in 24 tests against their nearest neighbors. Okay, you sound better than, marginally better than those girls who you can tell were only chosen to be commentators because they're girls. Wow. But you're better than them. So it's, we're getting there. That's good. By I next like week, being judged on the spot. By next week, you'll be, yeah, by next week, you'll be uh, at, at levels that I think our audience might accept. I'll be top level. I can do sport every yes. week. Huh? Sugar says baby steps, James. <laughs> yeah. Um, lastly, Formula One, we have to dive into Max Verstappen and the Red Bulls this weekend. Yes, go uh, on. Dominating the sport once again, Red Bull 1 and 2. Um, after that, Max Verstappen secured, uh, secured a dominant victory. Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren, and Aston Martin all fell short of expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ferrari's Charles Leclerc faced braking problems and could only manage a fourth-place finish. Yes. While Mercedes driver George Russell also encountered car troubles and finished in fifth. McLaren's Lando Norris secured a sixth-place finish while Aston Martin failed to place in any of the top ten, which is crazy. That's huge compared mm-hmm. to what they did last season. Um, and that's your there we sports go. wrap. Not bad. And of course, Superbet supports responsible gambling. So if you haven't tried it already, maybe you want to. It's actually kind of fun. A friend of mine went on there over the weekend and won some big money. Cool. Big. Like I thought, this is a good story, but I don't want to talk about it because I don't know if he wants people to know that he won. <laughs> it's that much money. Wow. Yeah. Something we, I, that you said I must remind you that we do have to talk about uh. is the closed bathroom door. So, okay. Yeah, and I need some help on this one. We're really going to, it should be a Dr. Hanan, but we've actually got Simpira coming in for that one. So, we have a, a bathroom door. You probably have used yes. the loo here or the, you know, washed your hands or whatever. We've got a, a little bathroom right near the studio. <laughs> Convenient. Mm. The guest suddenly has explosive diarrhea. They can quickly make it there in time. Like the Delta Airlines lady. Yes. She'd, she'd make right. it this time. So, we have the door on that, which opens and then, because it's a small little loo like most loos in most houses it opens and then it kind of hits the loo so oh yes so it 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 kind of obscures the room which is what you want for a loo who wants to look down yes. a passage and see a lavatory yeah a horrible thing so we for some reason and i'm with james in this one it should be left open and less occupied don't you think 
You don't see the loo, so you don't need to watch. The door must be left open if mm. there's no yep. one in there because yep. otherwise it's sending mixed signals. <laughs> if it's not being used, why is the door closed? So, yeah, I mean, I could see the point either way. I'm very much, I don't want to see the loo person. Um, no, but I'm making you in charge of this. I'm actually giving okay. you, you have full judicial discretion. Can I have a look quickly? Go and have a look and tell me what you, both of you go and have a look. I'll explain <laughs> to people what you're seeing. Okay. And so what we've got here is, let me just put myself on the camera. I'm not used to this. What we've got is this door that opens into the loo and it, it kind of uh, abuts the lavatory, if you'll pardon the use of that ugly term. So when you walk past it, you're not going to have to look into a loo, you know, you'll see the basin, but it opens. And then it obviously it's, it's mostly left with the door closed, which is what's driving all of us crazy. Now, someone brought up already, Matthew says, logging aromas. So maybe that's a reason that it's closed. Like people are worried that there'd be a, sh a shtank. So, so what do you think it is? Me, now, having seen it for yourself. Yeah. Um, it's perfectly fine open because it does hide the, the toilet. Yes. And it, it shows the, the basin, which is not an ugly basin. No. So that's fine. Um, but I don't like walking into a bathroom with that, where the door's being closed. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm happy with it being open. Yes, I think that's the only way. Because you want. feel like no. the person before you uh, the, the no... hasn't had enough ventilation if it's been closed. Correct, correct. And, and, and the more expansive, I'll tell you what, the biggest mistake most architects, architects come in for so much criticism on this show. They really do. But it I, is a passion of yours. It is. And architects, I, I know you guys have to work under extraordinarily stringent budgets. And it's really tough because you have to try and make something pretty when they give you like a shoestring to work on. Mm. So you end up having to make everything out of glass and steel and concrete. I know. And it's hideous. I saw the most beautiful thing over the weekend. I might have retweeted it or inst Instagrammed it or something. They took this building which looked absolutely dreary and shit in Poland. It must have been built during the Soviet era. And they redressed it. Like they, they made it look like it was from the 1800s. So they put in, you know, that, that sort of beveled stonework on the ground floor they put in beautiful windows, architectural details, um, moldings, uh, entablatures and columns and all kinds. They made it beautiful. Mm. So it's like an improvement. Everywhere else in the world, things are going backwards. But clearly in Poland, someone has decided, we're going to make things prettier. It was just so nice to see. I was like, that one, that one little drop of people making things prettier rather than uglier mm -hmm. just makes me so happy. But the reason I bring up any of this, don't want to go down a rabbit hole. I think I might already have. But architects make bathrooms too small. Think about this, right? You wake up this morning. Everybody who's listening to the show now, you wake up in the morning. What, what, what room in your house do you spend the most time in before you leave for work? Mm, probably exactly. the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, obviously, bedroom you've been sleeping in. But probably the bathroom. And everybody's bathrooms, especially in these um, modern complexes. These modern complexes, they make them so tiny. They're like... We're going to make this room as small as humanly possible. We're going to make it pokey as hell. We're going to give it a tiny little window up in the top, like a prison. You talk about prison glasses, prison window. Yeah. It, right? I've always loved a big bathroom. Yes. One that oh, you luxury. almost don't feel like it's a bathroom. It feels like a room. Yes. I feel like in, in my bathroom, they've tried to squeeze too much into it. There's a bath, you mean? a shower, a basin, and the toilet. Yes. When I don't need the bath maybe you could have yes. like not done the bath thing and say well space. 
I saw something I've never seen in my life before. I, my brother's just bought a new house. So he, he's moved. And I went with my sister to see his new house yesterday. Mm. And he gave us the grand tour. And there's this funny thing with his children's bathroom. It's like they've got the, the shower and a basin in one room. Mm. The loo on its own, fine. Like, but then another room with just the bath. Oh. Yeah. Wait, and it's never mm. seen that before. Never said it's not horrible. No, but it's, it's, but it's, uh, it's, a, it's weird. It's like a bit of a waste of space, yeah. you know? I feel strange sitting in a bath in a room <laughs> with nothing else. Room. <laughs> well, I mean, it's maybe more sanitary. You know, we've often spoken about particles, and yeah. you, you kind of want the bathroom to be as big as possible. And you they need all, to knock those walls down in between. I think that would yeah. be a good plan. But it is strange because this, this one room is just the bath and it's got its little basin as well. It makes you feel a bit weird. Weird, right? <laughs> yeah. The serial killer was yeah, in yeah. that room. Ah, here's Simpiwe. We're just in time. All right, James, you can go. I'm out. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. Get rid of James. Bring in the, bring in the professional. The one that would make the sound <laughs> work. <laughs> All right. Have a seat, Simpiwe. I don't, I'm not used to having you here on a Monday first thing. I mean, you're going to give me very weird vibes. You're going to feel like it's Friday all of a sudden. Uh, no, it's not. Okay, just double check. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not a Friday. Good morning, everybody. All right, hey. here's the lovely Simpiwe. Okay, so uh, Simpiwe Mtetwa, you have had a rough, let's just put it mildly, a rough start to the year. Oh, yes. Okay, so I'm just going to sketch the scenario before Dr. Hanan comes on because... I think people may or may not be aware of this, but we we had a pretty tough month here at Cliff Central. Mm. I mean, we we lost someone who was very very important to us on the staff, a, a guy who, and we're a small crew, you know, it's not a lot of us. Homo mm -hmm. um, was a big part of the family and and has been for like two years, yes. maybe a little bit more than two years. And we had a little bry on uh, Thursday, which mm -hmm. Leanne came to as well, and we invited Homo uh, parents because of course he was killed in a car accident. At the beginning of February. Mm. Like a month today on yeah, the 4th. There we go. So what happens here? And we discussed grief. and We've gone through all of that. Mm -hmm. But like Simpiwe has, and I, I think it's so brave that she's bringing this up because most people go, ooh, it's a bit of a sensitive subject. Yeah. But like you are, you've had it up to here with like messages of grief. And oh, yes. Because obviously you are also grieving, but now you've become like a conduit for other people's grief. And it's not to say you've moved on because yes. this is not something that leaves you. Uh, we're all still thinking about what's happened here and it's a tragic situation and, and people go through these things all the time. But there seem to be some people who dwell in this. Oh, yes. You, know, like, you, you want to just get through it now. Yes. I, I think to put it like uh, I've gotten an overwhelming number of calls and messages where it's gotten to a point where I know it comes from a good place, but I just want to tell people to stop. Please just Sure. Stop. And I don't know if that's normal. I don't know if that's weird. Hence, I want to talk to Dr. Hanan and find out, you know, maybe I'm the weird one in the room. Um, but yeah, it's gone to a point where I'm just like, can it just please stop? Like, no, if you're going to send you. me a message, let's keep it going about like no. how the day is going. Um, and can we not bring up, you know, Humlemo every yeah. two minutes? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I'll tell you what we could have done with him just now when uh, James screwed up the sound. I still don't know what he did, but it suddenly came on. So. I don't know. You know, sometimes uh, funny things happen. It's like the, uh, the, the what would you call it? It's like the gremlins. Yes. Oh, 
uh, climb into the system. Anyway, we're going to speak to Dr. Hanan, find out what advice he might have. Mm -hmm. And then I see uh, a couple of other things we've got to get to this morning. So I'm just going to throw forward to these quickly so that people know what else is coming up. We're going to be talking about something that we've often spoken about on the show, and we're going to have uh, Dr. Fatima Patel back in because we liked her so much the last time she was in here to talk about the um, the fact that these hospitals are all dealing with superbugs. Mm, Remember? That's right. Yeah. And you you liked that conversation because you could yeah. relate to it. You've had experiences in the family, all those kinds of things. Today, we're going to talk because today is World Obesity Day. Ooh. We're going to be talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we had so we had a conversation the other day about like uh, with an endocrinologist, remember? Yes. And today we're going to talk to Dr. Sandeep Ruda, who's a well-respected endocrinologist and clinician who's based at the Life Fourways Ho Hospital. We're going to talk a little bit about what causes obesity, what we yeah. can do about it. See, this is this is what I like, an endocrinologist talking about obesity because it, it comes down so much to hormones and genetics. And I know that that goes against some of your beliefs on on this. Just say, just say, I hate you. Just, just, say, just get it off your chest, all right? Just say, disgusting just how you I talk about you. fat people. Yeah, just say it. Go, <laughs> say you hate me. And I you do. just think that we're eating and not running. <laughs> See, you think I'm going to be upset, but I promise it's fine. Say, tell me how much you hate it when I talk about fat people. And yeah. how much when I say there can be hormonal issues, <laughs> and you don't believe it. So I'm just glad an all endocrinologist. Right. Looking forward wow. to that. Well, we'll get to this. So listen, Dr. Hanan, how are you? Hey, guys, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Yeah, it's nice to see you. So listen, we love uh, spending Mondays with you, but Simpiwe's come in early this morning to be yes. a part of this conversation. Um, she's lost a close friend and a colleague. She's been receiving endless calls and messages of condolence. And people who, who really mean well, right, Simpiwe? Yes. They're checking in on her, saying, are you okay? How are you doing? Um, and she wants to know if she's weird for wanting the calls and messages to stop, even though they're coming from a good place. Um, no, she's not weird. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming. Great sure. show, guys. All right. Well, that was easy. Yeah. That was just part one. <laughs> so, so on a serious note, you know, uh, people grieve differently. We all walk through the process of grief, which is, I've mentioned many times before, grief is when my world changes from A to B and my head and heart hasn't had time to adjust to the new world. And healing happens when I eventually accept the reality of what it is. And the way we heal is we got to move forward. we got to progress. we got to still be whatever your identities are. you got to be a father. you got to be a husband. you got to be a son. you got to be a brother. you still got to be a friend. You still have responsibilities at work and you got to move forward and as you move forward you adjust to the reality of what it is now moving forward for a lot of people means well for different people means different things some people mm -hmm. move forward means i got to immerse myself back into work other people i've got to immerse myself back into my relationships some people i've got to immerse myself back into supporting the people that i've supported before some people have got to adjust and maybe move places so we heal in different ways. That's why a hundred different people will heal in a hundred different ways. The common denominator is that we all have to move forward. You have to progress. You can't sit still. Sitting still in the sadness just doesn't work. So the whole illusion yeah. um, of, you know, in order to heal, I've got to sit still, that doesn't make sense. That's actually counter um, effective. So we got to move forward. So 
when you know you when you want to when you're going through a process of grief and you want to push people away because it's not helpful to you that is exactly what you should do the mis- only mistake that you can make simply where is heal according to textbook in other words oh no, no the textbook says that i should be hearing from people surrounding myself with people i should be doing x mm-hmm. y and z and which is not true you heal in your own different way and what i would recommend is that you set boundaries with people so people are not um ill-intentional they don't want to obviously do the wrong thing they want to support you but they don't know exactly what nutrients you need in order to heal and it is your job simply where to let people know do more of this and do less of that so set the boundaries and let people know what you need in that particular moment Oh, okay. I can definitely do that. I just thought maybe it'd be rude. And, uh, you know, sometimes when people do something out of a good place and you just like, please stop, it always comes across as something negative and people take that in the negative light. But mm-hmm. I can definitely do this. This is just part one of like my dilemma, Dr. Anan, because mm-hmm. part two, a few days after the funeral, I had a family member call me and basically was like, throughout this week, I've been seeing you. I think you're so attractive. I think you and I could be a couple. Oh boy. Uh, and he was basically laying the full <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> the full mag. A funeral data. <laughs> Yo, and I was just so taken aback because I was just like, excuse me, sir. And yeah, like I, I'd like to also understand like how do people in like a moment like that see an opportunity to kind of want to shoot their shot. <laughs> Unreal. I didn't know about this. <laughs> Wow. Wow, Doc, what do we make of that? Some sauciness on the show this morning. So, so it is very sleazy uh, for somebody to kind of catch you in the moment of of weakness uh, when you're most vulnerable. It's completely sleazy. It's, it doesn't get more sleazy than that. I mean, you're mourning the loss of your friend and colleague and the guy sees an opportunity to get in there. It's like, how low can you go? It's, uh, so pick your moments. I mean, look, I always say, say, saying the right thing at the wrong time is wrong. And this is definitely wrong. It's just not good timing. So the, so again, the people will always reveal their true nature. It doesn't mean that everybody is bad. Every guy is bad. Every, you know, man that wants to court you is bad, but you know, people do reveal their real intention. And if the guy's willing to pick on you, especially at the moment when he sees kind of the gap or sees vulnerability and weakness. Well, he's not just going to do it now. He's going to do it throughout your relationships. I know you are, mm-hmm. you know, grossed out and you don't want to go there, which is good for you, but you won't believe how many women see this as a nasty, see this as, oh my God, he's such a kind, loving, caring, mm-hmm. empathetic person. And, uh, but in this case, it just sounds really sleazy and dodgy. So yeah, you can set the boundaries for sure. Oh. So just judging from our comments, I just wanted to clear something up. <clears throat> was this a family member? Not her family. Not my family member. Uh, Humulimo's family okay, member. Some people were just saying, <laughs> is it your family member? No. <laughs> um, and then also Slippery Pickles comments, sex is the best way to overcome grief. And ro- rolls eyes, so I know that they're probably being sarcastic. But yes, you so. often see in movies like people who haven't been together for a while, like an ex-husband, an ex-wife or something, end up passionately being together because of a death around them. Is that a thing? Are there these like heightened emotions and vulnerabilities and feelings floating around? So 
look again you got to see you got to understand what grief is what grief is in order to deal with it so when imagine being a complete circle and a a person is removed from your life suddenly it leaves a vacuum suddenly your world is not the same anymore and you got to fill up that vacuum with something right. else that's quite healthy now the problem with filling that vacuum and a lot of people do with parting it up sex gambling any addictions drugs alcohol is that yes it does fill it up but not for the long term it's a quick fix so you can't do drugs forever that wears out and then eventually the vacuum is still the vacuum you can't party forever and that vacuum still remains a vacuum you can't you know do you can't sleep sleep is also a form of quick fix forever and that runs out because you have to face the world and that vacuum still remains a vacuum so you got to make sure that you fill up that vacuum with things that are sustainable for the rest of your life so what is sustainable well they're healthy we call them healthy anchors so a sense of purpose relationship with family friends romantic relationships you're engaging with your health with re- healthy routine in the day things that you can do for the next 70 years so it's not to say that you shouldn't be you know at some point ready to party it out and you know do your thing it's perfectly fine but it must be based on the foundation of the things that are sustainable for the long run hmm wow you've uh, you come in with some hot info this morning <laughs> my god uh, Doc, do you think it would be odd? Um, I, for example, I think I'd probably like people to just leave me alone if I'm dealing with a death in the family. I, I don't want those calls and messages and things. I don't want a fuss made. I don't want them pitching up at my house unannounced. You know what I mean? Yeah, completely. Gareth, you know, the truth is I'm exactly the same. When I'm dealing with stuff, I just want to kind of process it in my own way by walking my own journey. And again, it's different for different people. So you and I might find a lot of solace and a lot of comfort in walking on our own. Mm-hmm. Other people find a lot of comfort being distracted by others. So mm. it's really unique for each individual. But the key, though, is you've got to ask for what you want because people don't know. People in right. their minds have got a recipe for you. So people know, well, I dealt with grief in A, B, and C, right. and therefore mm-hmm. you should be dealing with grief in A, B, and C. Uh, mm-hmm. I walked through this journey uh, with person X and we did X, Y, and Z, and you should be doing the same thing, which is not true. We heal in different ways. The common denominator, and I'll just repeat, the common denominator is that you have to progress and you have to move forward and not sit still. But how you progress and how you move forward is largely dependent on you and your temperament and your nature. So no, it's not weird at all. As a matter of fact, it will be, as I said, counter-effective if you, for example, read a book and said, well, I need to heal by being with people. It doesn't resonate with your nature. And I suddenly will, but the book says that I need to heal with people. So let me engage with people and that will do the opposite. It will take you longer to heal because it doesn't resonate with your temperament. Okay. This is good. This is really helpful. You happy, Simpiwe? Yes, I am. Okay. So you're not weird. And that guy (laughs) certainly is. Yeah. It doesn't mean she's not weird. It doesn't mean she's not weird. I mean, it doesn't mean that. <laughs> okay, yeah, good, good point. <laughs> Two different topics. O- hey, is it okay for Leanne to hate me when I talk about uh, obesity in a derogatory way? <laughs> Why do you hate him? No, so that's a strong sure, word. Hate, no, Gareth hate, made it up. It's uh, she despises me no. when I. She does. 
It's a deep-seated hatred. She wants to stab me in the throat. No, it just it it bothers me because you're you're an intelligent person, but huh? you you. <laughs> but what you say dumping you, but you base. I mean, you base everything on science and 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 you know biology, and yet when it comes to people being fat, you're just like you're fucking so, fat. I, you eat yeah, too much. I, the, no, I'll, uh, so I think if maybe I'm just projecting, and, and that's something we've got to discuss on a show too, is this projecting thing. I really don't. So I was with uh, some family two weekends ago, and I said to my cousin, you know, ugly people just ruin everything. <laughs> Are you trying to make this thing better? <laughs> no, listen, I'll explain. So this, No, this definitely comes from me, all right? <laughs> definitely a me problem. I, so I, I love... Things that are beautiful. I love a beautiful sunset. I love to see nature in all its glory. Mm -hmm. I love to see a, a building that is constituted perfectly. I love to see sculpture and paintings. Okay. And, you know, and just beautiful things really make me happy. Like mm -hmm. on a level, I mean, you, you, there's a name for people like me, aesthetes, mm -hmm. right? We're, we're, we're just, we're into really beautiful things. Mm -hmm. And someone ugly will walk into a beautiful <laughs> setting and just <laughs> fuck it up completely. And the same goes for fat people. I don't know why, but I have this real, I like, I just, something must have happened when I was a kid or whatever. Fat person must have stolen my ice cream or something. <laughs> not, as, as all fat people it's do. Not, it's, not, it's not all, they do, because they're greedy. You probably <laughs> got bullied by a fat person. Probably, <laughs> maybe that's it. But I've got this thing where like, I, I just immediately, like, I see them and it's like, uh, they've done nothing wrong. You know? Might be a very nice person. I just immediately like it gets me. It just gets me irritated. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> taking up you know, more space. I've, I've got I've got a solution for you, Gareth. Um, <laughs> we <laughs> we must. This is called exposure therapy. Have you ever heard of exposure therapy? We put you in a you know no. we put you in a white padded room and we just lock the doors. And every minute we just put a fat person in there to just to give you a little bit. We'll start with a fist pump. And then we put somebody else that gives you a high five. And then once you get used to that, they'll give you a hug. And then they'll start taking their clothes off. And then we just <laughs> experience more and more and more and more. And I assure you. I was to you, die. I'm giving us 12 weeks. By 12 weeks, you will love a fat person. I, I'll, I'll crack. I'll, I'll, I'll die. Uh, you'll kill me. That's what you'll you think. And I, That's what plus, you think. I don't, I don't I see. I I don't see the upside. And plus, I don't have 12 weeks for you. Sorry. It's have to, it just is what it is. All right. You would, you would have 12 weeks if Dr. Hanan said that fat person will slowly change into the most beautiful woman oh, or man bullshit. you've ever seen. It's never going to happen. You would give 12 I, weeks for that. I just need 12 weeks for you to see the beauty, the beauty in the fat person. As well, a matter I mean, of fact, sweet... they'll be equivalent to a, to a beautiful sunset. No. So the sweet pea says, you're no oil painting, Gareth. So I think you're projecting. You hate what you are. <laughs> 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 All right. Very good. No, you know what? I mean, like some people, uh, some people don't like uh, dogs, you know? Some people are really afraid of dogs. I see a dog and, and they just don't. Like, you, you don't love dogs, right? Or oh, animals go. in general. Like, right. And, just, and, and here's mm. Leanne. And she loves dogs. Mm. And I just don't like uh, obese people the way that other people are and, and do. And, and I can't do anything about it. I, I don't want to do anything about it. It's not like I go up to them and, and like Gary Player does and starts insulting them and tells them they must eat less. But I just, you know, less, less is, in my case, genuinely more.
Well, we'll speak to the endocrinologist. We'll leave it to the uh, specialist. In the meantime, Leanne's going to carry on hating me. But it's definitely a me problem. All right. Okay. Right. Thank you, Doc. Uh, thank you for dealing with all our psychological issues yes. this morning, um, mostly with Simpiwes. And I think that her lessons could be helpful for a lot of people because there are also those who just, they haven't let go, but now they, that you've also not got to let go. Yeah. Uh, Mm. drag you into their stuff all right so much more to talk right. about but we've run out of time dr hanan we'll see you in a week's time thank okay. you Simpiwe. very good uh what a way to start the monday so much to do and uh you missed out on the first five minutes because there was no sound no but, but you know what sorry for you <laughs> yeah, sorry for you we got more to come in the next half hour next hour actually because we've also got world obesity day by um by 7 30 we'll be joined by dr fatima patel and dr sunday bruder and we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in there and what the real facts are, mm. how we can actually deal with this, all of us, together. It's good stuff. All of that and more on the way. Don't go anywhere. Cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.